Hey y'all, welcome back to Let's Be Blunt, a podcast where me, your host, Cheyenne, talks about pretty much everything and anything. Um, I want to mention my social medias that are always in my link tree. I got a Facebook, an Instagram, an X, pretty much anything you can think about regarding social media. I have one for this podcast, so go follow, go share. Let's get this information out to the world. I do stream on seven different platforms. Like I said, it's all about leak tree. I do stream internationally as well. So feel free, feel free to share that with anybody you feel like sharing it with. Um, I'm very excited for the things that are coming in the future for this podcast. Guests that I will be having on the show. So please stay tuned. Please stay up to date. Make sure you hit that bell notification on Spotify so you always get up to date when I post. I do try to post every Wednesday. Sometimes y'all might get lucky and get a double feature that week. Depends how I'm feeling. That being said, before we get into this today's conversation, today's topic, have y'all been having issues with Dutch raps recently? Like the Dutch blunts? I'm a game girly myself, maybe a swisher girly on the occasion. I'm not a big fan of backwards because I don't like putting a whole eighth in my fucking blunt. But... These Dutch blunts that have been coming out recently, Dutch, I don't know what your issue is. Why do y'all keep making such crusty-ass blunts? But please figure it out. Um, It might just be the Dutches I'm buying. I'm in Chicago currently right now. Y'all know I live in North Carolina, but I love, I love my hometown. So I come to visit here often. But every time I buy a Dutch in this goddamn city, it's fucked up. So... Maybe it's just Chicago. Let me know in the comments below what y'all be using to wrap up with. Are you guys a a blunt kind of person? Are you guys a paper kind of person? Let me know in the comments below. That being said, the blunt today is a donut-flavored game. Iced donut, if you will. And it's pretty slapping. Um, Today's drink of choice for my podcast is a cup of apple juice. Because I don't know about you, but apple juice just slaps differently when you, you're high, okay? If I'm not smoking, if I'm not drinking some apple juice or drinking some water, it's usually a Sprite. But today's drink of choice is an apple juice. Now, let's get into today's topic. Let's talk about some weed knowledge. Um, a little bit of differences between weed over the years and cannabis as it's produced. <coughs> I noticed a lot of you guys liked that um, smoking etiquette video I, or podcast I did. Um, apparently, y'all needed the information on smoking etiquette. This this episode's a little bit different, it's more the history of cannabis and how it's changed over the years. Because um, there's definitely is some differences. Let's go over the beginning though. <laughs> the beginning. So most cannabis was found in Asia between 500 BC and about 700 BC is really when the cannabis plant started to come about. Um, From Asia, it spread more into India. You got um, Pakistan and stuff that really started to grow a lot of the weed as far as the Europeans look like. As far as South America goes, You have a lot of Colombia, a lot of Mexico, a lot of um, Peru that grows most of the weed. 
coming from the South America region. But a lot of the original weed was founded in Asia. Um, a lot of it was used for medicine purposes. Let me use the correct terminology. A lot of cannabis was used for medical purposes. It was also buried with a lot of important leaders or kings of the time, queens, if you will. Often buried hashish, also buried uh, cannabis seeds in their actual tombs. Um, just for like good prospects and good luck and shit of that nature. Um, before I get too further in into the history, let me go over a little bit of the terminology regarding most cannabis use, all right? You can um, break down cannabis into, about, I would say, about six different terms. You have marijuana, which is either a male or female plant um, that produces, obviously, cannabis. Um if you didn't know there was male and female plants, you do now. Uh, there's male, female, everything. Um, Sinsimilla is a female plant with no seeds. So no um, fertilization of the plant is occurred. Um, it's just a female plant that produces... It has very little seed. Let me explain that because you have to have fertilization. Female plants with non-active fertilization so they don't have to be um fertilized in order to grow that is simonilla that's what most of the cannabis that's consumed nowadays is it's the female flower of i said sin similla i always pronounce weed things wrong that's why i just say weed because there's so many different terminology but most of the sensimella coming out is actually the plant that's being produced. The plant that's being sold is mostly that, okay? You have kilobrick, which is um, pressed cannabis leaves, stems, and seeds. Um, kilobrick was more around, I would say, in the 70s, 80s, maybe 90s. Um, but that's what they were mostly smoking back in the 70s through the 90s was leaves, stems, and a little bit of flour, all right? You have to go into the phrase Thailand sticks. It was basically made in Thailand, originated in Thailand. It's pretty much premium flour bud mixed with um, seedless marijuana. So mixed with the seminella, or not seminella, Lord, the sensimilla, it was mixed with that and premium weed in order to make a strand called Thailand Sticks. Um, one of the original strands, um, to be honest, that was founded out of Asia. And it's still really being produced in Asia to this day. You got hashish or hashish. It really depends on how you pronounce it. Uh, that is concentrated resin or bud um, produced by keef. So keef is the detached trichomes that come off of leaves and flower and stems I guess you would say now when you talk about keef a lot of people assume or associate keef with the bottom of the shit that's in their grinder all right but keef really is one of the key components on how THC is broken down into hashish or hashash you know um the keef has most of the trichomes and most of the THC that, that is left from the leaves of the stem. So 
it really did it really does get you pretty high. If you just smoke a whole Keef blunt, you would be gone, all right? Um hashish oil, I would say is different from hashish because that is normal hashish is normally found in a brick or a cake kind of form, not like edible cake when you're thinking of bakery cake. It's more of like a it's a brick pretty much. But it's very sticky, it's very concentrated. Hashish oil is from the leaves that are pressed into forming oil. Which is not the same as CBD oil. Hashish oil is 10 times stronger. It actually has compounds of THC because it's being pressed from the leaves of the keef. Alright. The final one I would talk about is ditchweed, which is um, wild male and wild female fibers types of weed. Uh, a little bit of hemp added into there. Um, ditch weed is not like a weed on the fucking street you find. And now you're eating, now you're smoking a dandelion, okay? Don't, don't. <laughs> but ditch weed is also found mostly in the wild. It's not really lab grown, as we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, going back to the history a little bit more, Virginia, Massachusetts, and Connecticut were really the first colonies to start growing hemp, okay? Again, hemp is a different compound at, of cannabis than what most people actually assume cannabis is, which is the flower. Most people associate weed with flower, all right? Hemp is a little bit different. Um, it has lower levels of THC. Now, the proper THC is obviously an acronym or a shortened phrase of the word. I'm going to destroy this word trying to pronounce it because I'm high and I can't read in general. So let me try this. Try tray hydrocannabinoids. I'm pretty sure I fucked that up, but tray tri hydrocannabinoids is THC. Okay, so the, the cannabinoids and the compounds of the chemicals that actually make the THC and make that product within weed itself, all right? The Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, we got to talk about this real quick because this is the first federal law to criminalize cannabis nationwide, and nationwide I'm meaning like the U.S. nation, okay, not worldly-wide. Next significant event as far as history that's come for marijuana, you know, in the 70s, the hipsters and the beatniks or whatever of that time really brought marijuana into play. It was a TV, it was a music, it was a, a drug everybody was doing, all right? The Federal Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 really gave way for the war on drugs in 1970, alright, um, Controlled Substance Act that listed marijuana as a class substance like heroin, LSD, um, and ecstasy. Now, I've never taken heroin, um, I know plenty of people that have though, but when you talk about LSD and ecstasy, I feel like that's not on the same level as cannabis whatsoever, as far as potency as far as the the mind fuck that it gives you now some people when they smoke weed they become existentially high 
right? I haven't been that high in years. My tolerance is too high. But when they labeled cannabis as a controlled substance in 1970, it really changed the whole dynamic as how weed was shown to the public, how it was grown, and how it was shipped into the U.S., okay? It really did become almost like, quote-unquote, the bootleg situation in the 20s, how we were bootlegging liquor. That now was happening with marijuana in the 1970s, okay? So California became the first state to pass cannabis in 1996 for recreational use. So not every day you're just smoking at home. You have to have a certain reason. You have to have a certain disease or a certain thing medically that you need the marijuana for, right? Currently, we have 29 states past medical um, cannabis use. Unfortunately, though, most of the cannabis smokers range from 16 to 29. That's the highest level of smoking um, within the age brackets. And those ages really don't need medical marijuana, you know? Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of people that are sick and need marijuana within those age brackets. There's plenty of sick children and young adults. But most of the people that need marijuana are in their late 40s, 50s, and 60s. (coughs) My bad. Are in their late 40s, 50s, and 60s are people that really do need marijuana. Not to say y'all old or nothing, but around that time, your bones start to deteriorate more. You can get fibromyalgia. You can get other nerves, the d- diseases, a lot of cancer benefits from um, the use of American marijuana. So there's a lot of uses for it, but not in the highest level of smokers, which is 16 to 29. All right. Getting out of the history point a little bit, I want to talk about terminology. I know I went over this a little bit in my smoking etiquette episode, which is also on this podcast season. It's in season two. So please go check that out. Um, That being said, let's go over a little bit of terminology because y'all are mildly retarded when it comes to buying and selling of cannabis products. Um, No one really sells dime bags no more. That was more of a heavily late 80s, 90s kind of vibe was a dime bag. Um, they usually got you about one, one to two joints if you run on a skimper, okay? Because I roll fat-ass blunts. So, what I would make one blunt, someone could probably make two. Um, those are usually, dime bags are, of course, $10. Um, it's about a gram, maybe a gram and a, and a half. Not really worth your money, especially as much as I smoke. Um, if you're a smoker where you only smoke maybe once a week, Maybe a dime bag might be it for you, but you're better off going to a dub at that point. We'll talk about dubs in a minute, but okay, so you got grams. Sometimes people do sell dubs. I'm trying to, most dealers don't anymore. They usually go from eighths and above, Um, but a dub is two grams, and that's probably about maybe 15 to $20, depending on who you buy it from, Um, dub 
dubs usually, if you can roll it correctly, will last you about three blunts, to be honest with you. Unless you roll in a backwood, you gotta put a whole dub in a backwood. But that's besides the point. Um, the next phrase y'all need to know is an eighth. Alright. I've heard people, most people just call it an eighth, to be real. I've heard it called a cut, though. Um, just depends who you're talking to, depends on the region of the U.S. you are. Um, I'm not really sure on the phrases of counting in other countries because, you know, some people use grams, some people use ounces. I'll go over that in a second, though. Um, I said an eighth is one eighth, obviously, or 3.5 grams. Um, that, depending on where you go to, depending on the state of the country, it ranges from $25 all the way up to 60 for some good qualities, uh, um, and I know I hate to use the the term za because not it's not a plant it's a plant not a feeling. Um, za is a type of strain. It is not everything that is quality weed called za. Not everything that's fire should be called za because it's a a, sp a specific plant. Anyways, let me not go into that again. Twenty five to sixty. Is a decent range for an eighth, depending if you're buying from California to New York to Florida to fucking Oregon, whatever. Any state in between, this is the range. I don't pay no more for f than, ooh, what's the most I paid for an eighth? Probably $45. And it was some good quality Zavo. Like, sorry, it was some good quality cannabis. But I try not to pay anything more than 35 40 if I'm pushing it, but it better be some good weed for an eighth for $45, in my opinion. Next, you got quarters, um, which is 7 grams or one-fourth, you feel me? Um, they range from 50 to to $100, depending on where you go. Um, I've gotten quarters usually for about 65 in North Carolina, um, sometimes maybe 70 depending on the plug. Um, next is halves. Halves are 14 grams. The reason I'm telling you all these grams so you know is because I'm quick. I'm quick to weigh out my, my weed in front of my dealer. And a lot of people find that rude. A lot of people feel like, yo, if I'm handing you a bag of cannabis, you should just trust my weight. And to be honest, I don't trust nobody weighing none of my stuff, especially if it's some drugs I'm paying for. So always, especially if you're getting a new dealer, make sure you weigh your product before leaving them. And leaving their fucking person of a face. That way they can't say, oh, well, you left. You probably put some in your pocket or some shit. Like, you don't have time to fight nobody. But you also got to make sure you get the correct weights. So this is why I'm telling you these things now. A half is 14 grams, all right? The range on that is 75 to $200. Um, I feel like I don't pay no more than 90 Maybe a hundred for a half. I try really to stay. I've been shopping with the same person for a long time. So it really, once you shop with someone for a long time, they start to look out. They start to give you good deals, you know, usually. Um, but I think 75 to 200 is a good range for 14 grams. Just got to find the right person, you know. One ounce is 28 grams. 150 to about 350 is what you're probably going to pay depending on the region and state you're at, you know. Um I usually get mine for about 250. Um So 150 to 350 has yeah, a good range. 
I feel like when you're buying ounces, definitely make sure you're weighing them. Anything over a half, you really should be making sure you weigh because you're spending good-ass money now at this point for some cannabis. So really make sure you're weighing your things. You can buy a half a pound with some people. Um, that's 226.8 grams um, or 8 ounces if you want to go into ounces. Um Half a pounds range from fifteen hundred to about three grand. Now I've never in my right mind have met someone that's paid three grand for a fucking half pound. But someone left it in my comments, so maybe one of y'all do. I don't think I've paid more than about two two grand for a half a pound. And that's pushing it for me because two grand's a lot of money to put up for some weed. But you gotta realize how much half a pound is. It's a lot of, it's a lot of flour. All right. When you start going into poundage, um, one pound should be four hundred and fifty-three grams. All right. That's about sixteen ounces. Most people pay about twenty-five thousand dollars to about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. Not five hundred. Five thousand five hundred dollars. Um. So two grand to five grand is a good range for a pound. I feel like if you're paying anything less than two bands, you're getting some trash. If you're paying anything more than six bands, you're getting some trash. All right? Because let me explain this a little more. If they're selling you some weed on the low, especially at poundage level, there's usually something wrong with it or it's filled with a lot of stems, a lot of seeds, a lot of filler shit. It's a lot of keef, you know? But you can smoke all that shit, cool. But it's not the same as a flower. Alright. When it's overpriced, there's usually a reasoning for that. I have very rarely encountered a dealer or encountered bud that is overpriced and it's good. A lot of the times it's stale or they're trying to get rid of it. Because once you cut the weed off... Or once you cut a leaf or a flower off of any plant, it starts to die immediately, okay? So when you're harvesting weed and things of that nature, weed is very quick to oxidize. So once weed starts to oxidize, those trichomes we were talking about earlier and the chemistry within the weed starts to lose its potency. Cool. So that's why a lot of people who get their or grow their own weed dry it out quickly. Not quickly, I mean like they dry it out relatively fast. That way they can preserve the weed longer in order to sell it. Anytime I've bought weed that's been overpriced has been stale and disgusting. I've never gone back to that weed dealer for that reason. So make sure you're checking your products. Um... If I'm going to a new dealer, I tend to be very professional because, A, you don't know this person, so you really do have to check the products you're getting so they're not laced or check the products you're getting so it's not bad. Um, When I meet some new dealer, I often ask if they want to smoke a blunt with me, and I'll roll a blunt out of the product they gave me because if a dealer is too hesitant to smoke with you and they don't got something to do afterwards, I feel like the weed's a little bit off. There's no reason a, a plug 
will at least take a couple hits at you if you rolling up a blunt. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Let's continue this thought process, though. Um, talk about terminology. Like I said a gram is usually referred to as a dime bag. A dub, which is two grams. Um, like I said, most people usually call it an eighth and eighth, but sometimes I have been, like, especially up north, I've been heard it called a cut. Um, you got a Q or a quarter, um, for your, for your seven grams, Q or a quarter. Um, you say a half, half a zip or a half a O, um, for a half ounce. Um, most people know what you're saying, though, when you refer a zip, because a zip is an ounce. I haven't been any, I've been all over the country, and everybody refers to an ounce as a zip. Um, you got a QP. Which can't be confused with a Q, because a QP is a quarter pound as opposed to a Q being a quarter. You with me? Next, you got a P or a brick. Um, now, I don't know too many people to sell half pounds at a time. That's why I jumped to pound real quick. Um, a P or a brick, depending on who you're around, means different things. So, you could say, I want a half a P, and maybe get a half a pound. You can maybe phrase it like that. Um, but calling something a brick sometimes can refer to multiple drugs. So, make sure you are, you know, being clear on what drug you actually want, referring to a brick. Um, <laughs> that being said, I think I've covered everything I want to cover I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, for real, for real. Like, I enjoyed talking about weed and the chemical balances and the history and things of that nature. Um, and y'all seem to, too, which is dope. Let me know what else y'all want to know about cannabis in general. Um, do y'all want me to go into a segment where we do, like, yo, food and cannabis, like the pairings, because, bro, I can cook all day. So... Let me know. Let me know in the comments how y'all feeling, what y'all want to hear. As always, I love y'all, and please stay safe out here.